Hi there, I'm Bunny Terry, and you're listening to the I Love New Mexico podcast. Whether you're a native New Mexican who's lived here for your entire life, or you're just considering a visit, this episode is for you. Join us as we share a lot of New Mexico stories, talk about all things New Mexico, and include topics like what's magical here, where you ought to visit, what's happening, and the things you absolutely cannot miss in the land of enchantment. We're excited that you're here, and we can't wait to show you what an amazing place New Mexico is. Because, let's face it, I love New Mexico. If you've been following the I Love New Mexico podcast, you know that we spent the month of October talking about um, the mysteries and the um, magic and, and on occasion, the spirits that inhabit New Mexico. And one of the interviews that we had hoped to get in before Halloween was um, this one, which is with Tim Timothy Welch from the marketing group at the Cloudcroft Lodge, because we've heard rumors that the lodge in Cloudcroft has a ghost. But because we didn't get to do this interview prior to Halloween, I was just telling Tim before we came online that we we really want to know all about the lodge and a little bit about Cloudcroft. We know that there are people who listen to the podcast who are in a different country. We have an international audience. And um, so I, to me, Cloudcroft is a really magical place and I want other folks to know about it. So Timothy, please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you and how you came to be affiliated with the Lodge at Cloudcroft. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Timothy Welch. Um, I'm a marketing assistant here at the Lodge at Cloudcroft. Um, honestly, my affiliation goes back to when I was a child. I grew up here in Cloudcroft. Um, I think in fourth grade is when I first visited here. Um, and I've been working here the past two years. Well, I like that we get to talk to somebody who grew up there because lots of times we'll, you know, sometimes we'll get somebody who's running a museum and they'll say, well, you know, I moved here from Cleveland, but I really love it. But <laughs> when somebody like you sticks around and finds a job and becomes a part of the community, even as adult, that's a big deal. So talk to people and assume that there's a portion of our audience that doesn't know anything about New Mexico. Tell folks where Cloudcroft is exactly. So Cloudcroft's located in Southern New Mexico, um, very close to where um, White Sands and Alamogordo is. Um, it was first founded in 1899 by the El Paso Railroad Company. Um, Originally, they were trying to locate um, timber um, to continue their lines further out east, I believe. Um, so when they sent a survey team up here, they figured, wow, this is such a beautiful place. Um, let's create a resort town. Um, so Cloudcroft has pretty much operated as a summer resort primarily. Um, lots of pine trees, um, cool climate. Um, we're at 9,000 feet, so a lot of people come out to wow. escape the summer heat. Well, 
Um, I did 9,000 feet. So we're in Santa Fe and you're at a higher elevation than we are. So it's alpine forest and um, cool nights. I'm, I'm interested in hearing what the temp is today. What is the temperature today? It's very cool. Um, sorry, I didn't check. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. What? Uh, no snow yet, right? Um, not yet. Um, I imagine we're very close. Um, there we go. It's currently 39 up here. Um, wow. I imagine it's going to drop very soon here. <laughs> so... What is, is it a village? Is it a town? What's the population? If you go to Cloudcroft, what should you expect? It's a very small village. Um, so the local population is probably no bigger than a thousand during the summer. Um, maybe a couple hundred less um, year round. We have a couple of summer visitors um, and a lot of winter visitors. So it's, what you would expect from a small town, there's a close-knit community. Um, everyone's really, really friendly. If you've lived here for as long as I have, everyone knows everything about you. Well, and the cool thing about that, because I grew up in a small village um, on the eastern side of the state, and the cool thing about that is that the moment that you need help of any kind, it's it's there, Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, we have um, a lot of snow during the winter, of course. A lot of people will get uh, stuck if they don't have the proper equipment. And so a lot of people just drive around town. They're like, oh, do you need help? They'll dig you out. If people are just walking down the street and see that you're um, cutting wood, for instance, they'll be, hey, can I help you out with that? No, it's just, it's... Very considerate community. Um, everyone's really, really willing to help out. So talk about the lodge. What's, what, because it, it's very historic, right? Incredibly historic. So the lodge as an institution has been around since 1901. So when they first established Cloudcroft as a resort, they needed a place for all the people to stay. Um, they first established the pavilion, which was more of a community center with some lodging. And then they decided to build this much larger um, lodge in 1901 made out of pine trees. Uh, I think it had about a hundred rooms at the time, which a little ambitious for the um, kind of people we get coming up here these days. So that original lodge lasted for about 10 years. It burnt down in 1909, uh, sadly due to a defective flu in their fireplace. Thankfully, nobody was hurt, uh, but the town very quickly realized without the lodge, there was no way to support the community. So in 1910, um, a local doctor whose name escapes me at the moment uh, contacted the owners of the lodge and they're like, look, if you don't rebuild, we're not going to make it. I have. Um, so he established a ward up here to take care of children who were suffering from heat stroke in El Paso. Uh, his own child had suffered from that and passed away, sadly. 
So he commissioned um, all the doctors in the area to contact them and be like, hey, we need the lodge rebuilt. So with a lot of convincing, they finally um, managed to convince them to rebuild at a new location, a little higher up on the hill at our current location. Uh, and we've been open since 1911. And did they rebuild at that? I mean, did you, do you have a hundred rooms now? Oh no. <laughs> um, so I believe the original count in this building was somewhere around 50. Uh, these days we've condensed them because those rooms were very, very small. Um, we've condensed them into um, about 38 here in the main hotel building. And then as the years went by, we've um, since acquired the pavilion and that has uh, eight rooms. And then we have another building right across the parking lot from the main hotel called The Retreat that has four luxury suites. So I said, it's so interesting that you say it was built by the railroad because we just did an episode about Ghost in Albuquerque. And there was a building that's Hotel Park Central, which was originally built by the ATSF, the Atchison, Topeka and Santa Fe Railroads, to house workers, but also as a hospital for railroad workers. So back around the turn of the century, I think that was in, that was built in the late 1890s. And they, you know, then it became a TB sanatorium and then it became a psychiatric hospital for children. And so it's sort of ripe for um, spirit life. And, but it's, I just think, you know, it's sort of like the Plaza Hotel in Las Vegas. Obviously, the growth of New Mexico and the history of New Mexico is so tied to the railroad. And, and you know, all of, all of those dates, I mean, even my hometown is was founded on the date that they built a railroad trestle across the Canadian River in 1901. So I, I never knew that. I never knew that the lodge was built by the railroad. But talk for a little bit about the famous ghost that you have living there or uh, hanging yes. out there. <laughs> uh, so that famous ghost, her name is Rebecca. Uh, the legend goes that she was a chambermaid here um, somewhere between 1911 and 1930. Uh, very flirtatious. She had a lumberjack boyfriend who was often off on logging trips because logging was still a very big industry back then. So she didn't really wait around for her man, um, got involved with somebody else. Uh, her boyfriend came back very early from a trip and found her with him. And all we know after that, she promptly disappeared. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, there's been a lot of theory and speculation as to what exactly happened. The most common being that um, the lumberjack boyfriend had gotten rid of her in a jealous fit of rage. Uh, there's some arguments to what exactly he did. Um, some people say she was taken out to the forest and dealt with. Other people say she was thrown from the tower. Um, but that's just the magic of these sorts of myths. Uh, there's a lot of variation, but there's definite facts that remain the same all throughout the years. Uh, and then, of course, um, we've had so many guest encounters with Rebecca. 
And what are those like? I mean, when you, I, I, I'm curious to know what the encounters include. Right. So there's many accounts. Um, there was a guest who went up to the tower one morning, really early in the morning, just to see the beautiful view. Um, he encountered this woman who was polishing all the brass doorknobs on the third floor, just kind of nodded to her, went about his way. He came back down to the front desk to compliment um, the person working there as to our housekeeping staff. And the girl at the front desk just kind of backed away and started shaking. And she's like, sir, the only people here this morning are myself and maintenance. So they went back up. No woman was to be found. There's a lot of similar accounts to that. Um, so uh, lots of people see her walking down the hallways. Uh, people have sworn up and down that uh, she's whispered in their ear when they're trying to sleep. Uh, <laughs> I think we wow. had, um, I think someone said that they had their luggage tossed around the room when they came back to the room and they weren't quite sure what was going on. They're like, okay, Rebecca, please be nice. We believe you're real. Didn't have any problems <laughs> right after that. You know, I hear those accounts a lot where somebody will say to their ghost, hang on. We recognize that you're here. In fact, we talked about that. A friend of mine who had a ghost encounter at the St. Francis hotel in Santa Fe. And she like said to this orb in her room, dear, I need to get some sleep. I'm looking at houses tomorrow. Can you please go elsewhere? And the orb disappeared. It's almost as though um, in her, in her mind, she felt like um, the spirit needed to be recognized and then would sort of calm down. Oh, absolutely. I would say Rebecca definitely likes the attention. She's a very mischievous woman. Uh, Lots of people would say that uh, ashtrays would move on their own. Uh, people walking into the restaurant named after her um, would say that they would enjoy a drink um, and suddenly the lights would flicker in there and be like, okay, Rebecca, we know you're there. Hi, can we please enjoy our meal? Um, and she'd be like, okay. But no, absolutely acknowledgement. She loves the attention. And I've heard stories that people can see her in the windows in the tower. Is that right? I've not heard that personally, but it wouldn't surprise me. Um, she loves hanging out up in the tower. Um, and definitely she likes hanging out in our governor suite on the ground floor. Uh, I'd say those are the two main places to see her. And what is the tower, Timothy? I don't, I don't understand what that is. Right. Uh, so the tower, um, the lodge has a large bell tower located above our third floor. It has a 360 degree view of the surrounding area. Very beautiful view of White Sands. So in the old days, it was a bell tower. Uh, so whenever the train would arrive at a station 20 feet in front of our main entrance, they would ring the bell to let the staff know that guests had arrived. And I would imagine um, being with her duties as a chambermaid, Rebecca would have been up there quite often. 
Well, so we've established that you have a resident spirit, but um, what else? I, you know, I don't want people to miss the opportunity to know more about the lodge so that they can come and visit. And in fact, I'm one of those people. I want to I want to get down there. So talk about are you open year round? These days, yes. Uh, originally, we were a summer resort, but starting in the 50s, we started doing year round. Uh, our biggest seasons are still summer and holidays, but uh, lately we've been having visitors um, during the fall, during the spring. Uh, so our rooms, honestly, the best way to describe the lodge is coming up to um, and walking into the past. So it definitely harkens back to an older, I hesitate to say Victorian era, but mm -hmm. There's a lot of, um, the rooms are um, so craftsman style. We've recently renovated those rooms. So lots of wooden paneling, um, heated tiles in the bathroom. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it, it's a charming look, um, but definitely um, caters to um, modern sensibilities. We have, uh, lovely restaurant on site called Rebecca's. Uh, so they, they have a uh, fine dining. Uh, we also have a golf course that used to be the highest in the United States. I believe that's nine holes played twice and that's open from April to October. And other things, I know that there is a um, ski run, right? If you like to snow ski. Yes. Uh, so that's called Ski Cloudcroft. That's mm -hmm. located probably not even a mile um, east of town. Mm -hmm. So most years, um, if we have enough snow, there's quite, the courses can be quite um challenging. I've been down that run a few times myself. Uh, other years, um, honestly, it depends on how much snow we get. Um, sure. It depends on how open they are. Um, there's definitely a lot of um, tubing on their Benny Hill. Uh, but yeah, a very wonderful um, ski resort. It was first founded, as a matter of fact, by one of the previous owners of the lodge, uh, Buddy Ritter. Oh, yeah. Well, so um, I would think if I'm somebody looking for a weekend getaway in the mountains in New Mexico, that um, that, that Cloudcroft would be a pretty relaxing place. Very much. Um, so we do have Rio Doso about 45 minutes from here. And some people are like, why Cloudcroft over Rio Doso? That's and I would always, yeah. oh, sorry. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. I, I would always say that Cloudcroft's a much smaller, quieter place. So like if you're coming up from a big city like El Paso or like Santa Fe, and you just want peace and quiet, relax, um, just take in all the nature surrounding you, Cloudcroft's the perfect place to go. We have a lot of people who like to travel to where there's hiking. I'm sure you have that, right? Quite a bit. Uh, so in regards to the train, uh, we have a trail 
that leads up to the last remaining part of that train called the Mexican Canyon Trestle. So if you're coming up from Alamogordo along Highway 82, you can't miss it. It was um, this large trestle at the very end of the train route up to Cloudcroft. Uh, I believe it's over 100 years old by now, but we have a trail that leads directly up to that. Uh, there's also the OSHA Trail located very close here in town. Um, more scenic walking. Um, you'll see a lot more wildlife, especially deer and elk. And then I believe there's other hiking trails in the surrounding area. Uh, You're not very far. I was just thinking about people who might want to do a circular tour of, of New Mexico. But I think one of the cool ideas that um, I've had before is to go to Carlsbad. I mean, how I don't know how far you are from Carlsbad, but like do this Southern New Mexico tour, go to Carlsbad, go to Cloudcroft, stay a couple of nights and then go to White Sands. Um, I think that'd be a great little three or four day tour. What do you think? Oh, absolutely. So when guests come in from out of state and they're like, what is there to do around here? We always, always recommend go to White Sands. Um, mm -hmm. it, honestly, Cloudcroft is the perfect location to do day trips from. So head out to White Sands, head out to Carlsbad Caverns. Uh, sometimes we'll even suggest if you really want to look for something big, you can head to El Paso. There's also quite a bit to do in Alamogordo, just half an hour from here. There's uh, the National Air and Space Museum. Uh, mm -hmm. There's quite a lot of... Um, local attractions in New Mexico for sure. So honestly, if you want to stay here in Cloudcroft and especially at the lodge, um, just coming in um, one way or the other, um, staying here for maybe one or two nights, heading out to the other direction. Um, it's definitely a good place to stop while you're doing that tour of New Mexico. So if people want to find the lodge, I will put up a link. There is a link with this podcast, but can you tell people for folks who are driving around, what's, what's your, what's your website address? So we can be found at the lodge We also have social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and threads. Now uh, you can find all of our up-to-date information there. Uh, we also advertise in a couple of local radio stations as well. Cool. Well, Timothy, this has been great. I've always been curious about the lodge and now, um, now I know now I can plan my trip. Absolutely. Now we'd love to have you up here. It'd be really, really fun. And, um, I, you know, I went to school at New Mexico state a long time ago, long, long ago. And, um, I had cousins who lived in Alamogordo. And so we, I would come over and stay in Alamogordo and we would come up and ski that slope in Cloudcroft. So I have some really good memories there. I can't wait to come back. Absolutely. Cl Cloudcroft and the Lodge are definitely places that you can make a lot of memories at. Well, thank you so much for being a guest. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks to all of you for taking the time to listen to the I Love New Mexico podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, please Feel free to share it with your friends on social media or by texting or messaging or emailing them a copy of the podcast. If you have a New Mexico story that you'd like to share with us, don't hesitate to reach out. Our email address is I love 
newmexicoblog at gmail.com. And we are always, always looking for interesting stories about New Mexico. Subscribe, share, and write a review so that we can continue to bring you these stories about the land of enchantment. Thank you so much. on my mind There's a girl in New